0: What's up, everybody? It's the Power Rankings podcast, aka the Power Rankings show. I'm your host, Elliot Harrison, and I am pleased to be joined with the one and only, the tired. Let's be honest; he looks exhausted. Punchy. wearing an earth tone sweater, a little punchy. It's Carhartt, baby. At Marcus underscore Mosher. Hello. What's going on, Elliot? Well, I'm. Uh, I've been on the phone all night. I've got something going on with my eye. And uh, we thought we would do a Thursday nighter, uh, late nighter. So you guys are probably listening to this on the way to work. On Friday, we got some uh, little bit of free agent news and then our news and notes, I would call it. And then we're going to kind of spin off of that. And we're going to talk about one team, one team that we think, we think the NFL hasn't challenged enough. <laughs> no, one team. That has a young nucleus that we think could be primed and ready to actually compete for a Super Bowl. And this is not a team that had a good record uh, last year. But let's talk about some of
1: the kind of the news lately. Where do you where do you want to start? You want to just like speed round through a lot of these because some of these we don't need sure. to spend a lot of time on. Well,
0: let's see. The, yeah, the what the Jets and Packers worked out potential trade arrangements.
1: Yes, yes for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the Jets traded for safety Chuck Clark today from the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Yep. Any thoughts?
0: Yeah, I, I think Chuck Clark's a good player. Um, I asked you
1: on the phone,
0: I'm like, oh, is this the best move by Baltimore?
1: Probably, right, because Chuck Clark's played a million snaps for them over the last couple of years, but they paid a ton of money to Marcus Williams they drafted Kyle Hamilton at pick 14 last year. And they have this kid, Brandon Stevens from LSU, who they like quite a bit. Probably, be- I mean, they love Chuck Clark, but this is probably a better situation for him. So we should say,
0: with our first note, just backtracking a little bit, that the parameters for a trade have been worked out between Green Bay and the Jets, providing Aaron Rodgers doesn't say, hey, I want to go host. Yes. Hollywood Squares or something. Yep, like um, that.
1: I don't know why I thought of Hollywood Squares, but it sounded cool. Uh, we got some rumblings from Mike Lombardi uh, on his podcast that the Rams are open to trading Matt Stafford, and they've called around a little bit.
0: How do you feel about that? You know,
1: <clears throat> I,
0: I I think Baker Mayfield, all things considered acquitted himself pretty well at the end of the year for the Rams, but it wasn't like he was lights out. He was a little up and down. Of course, he had that great game against the Raiders, but then against the Packers, uh, it was a little tough. It was a cold weather game in prime time. I don't know if you remember that game. I think it was a Monday nighter. Then he had another great game against the Broncos. Then he was kind of meh against Seattle. How how
1: do you see this? I don't think it has anything to do with Baker Mayfield, to be honest. I think it has absolutely nothing to do with that. I think it has everything to do with – The Rams aren't going to be competing this year with their current roster. They know that. So if they can trade Stafford for anything at all and get out of his contract, it's probably worth doing.
0: I think that's fair, but I think a lot of people would be thinking, does this have anything to do with Baker Mayfield, given the way the end of last year played out? um, And that, that win against the Raiders was just so talked about. Even my writing teacher talked to me about the, the, Rams Raiders game I think that game was so it was so weird that a guy um, did that on two days rest so dumb yeah that's what you called it you're like football's
1: so dumb that's <laughs> what you did you called me at the end of that game football yeah. so dumb uh all yeah. right let's get to some news um Adam Thielen looks like he's going to be released by the Vikings uh um, the Jets hold released up. go ahead hold up hold up on Adam Thielen
0: uh so what was his salary last year 14 something like that yeah, yep. yeah. um I think Adam Thielen can still play. I, I don't think this is a deal where he's done, um, but whether or not he goes back to Minnesota on a reduced deal or could another team potentially get out there and say, Hey, this guy would be great for our wide receiver room. We're actually going to talk about a team uh, that I think he would be a decent fit for. Uh, keep
1: going. I need a coaster for my drink. I'll hang up and listen. Uh I'm kind of out on Adam Thielen. I was just looking at some, some stats today uh, as it pertains to DeAndre Hopkins, which we should mention. DeAndre Hopkins has been the subject of a lot of trade rumors over the last couple of weeks. Seems like he's going to get moved. But the days of receivers like playing well into their 30s is, just doesn't happen. Like I, I, I made a list of some of the top receivers over the last decade and a half and when their last 1,000-yard season came, and I'll just run through the list, like Allen Robinson, age 27, A.J. Green, 29, Demarius Thomas, 29, T.Y. Hilton, 29, Julio Jones, 30, Deshaun Jackson, 30, Brandon Marshall, 31, Roddy White, 31, Jordy Nelson, 31. So I think Thielen can help in a very limited role, but we're talking about a 33, soon-to-be 34-year-old receiver. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's done, done.
0: You know, I think there's a combination of two factors there. Um, number one, um, the guys are making so much money now. It's not that they didn't make a lot of money in 2003, but they didn't really necessarily make life-changing money in 2003. They made enough money to have family security. The guys are making life-changing kind of money now. Like, for example, we mentioned $14 million
1: what wide receiver was making 14 million in 2003? We're we're talking generational wealth that these guys are making in one season, right?
0: Exactly. And if you've already played say eight, nine years in the league, take uh, Hopkins. I think Hopkins came in the league in 12 or 13. Okay. You're talking about 10 years already in the league. That's a good career. If you've made tons of money and you've played 10 years in the league, especially if you got a super bowl ring, uh, Hopkins hasn't, but uh, you know, why work as hard as you need to work and you need to work harder at 33 and 34 uh, than you did before. And then the other thing I would say is, and we talked about this with running backs before there's so much substitution now and so much premium put on speed and taking guys out of games and then putting them back in so they can retain their speed that it's a little bit harder, I think for the slower craftier receivers to do what Terrell Owens was still able to do in 2010 as a 37 year old receiver.
1: Um, I also just think Adam Thielen has declined quite a bit. One of my favorite stats is yards per target. Look at his yards per target from 2016: ten point five, nine nine, eight seven, eight six, seven six, six seven. Like we're we're getting to the end here. It speaks to someone that's not getting the separation, uh, I think, is what it speaks to.
0: Um, but I still like him as a potential icon like, on a one-year deal for somebody, especially a team that has young receivers that can learn the craft from somebody. And he could still be a decent third receiver for somebody, I think.
1: I think it'd have to be the right team. But, yeah, I think. Yes, I think third team. I think a third receiver, I could see it. Yes. Okay, what's next? All right. Um, the Vikings have received trade offers for Dalvin cook, uh, only $2 million guaranteed left on his deal. Well, that, so that's definitely
0: not, um, what's the word going to going to stop a team, um, from wanting to trade for him. I find this one a little bit odd. If you're the Vikings,
1: why do you want to let go of Dalvin cook? Justin Jefferson's going to get paid like $32 million starting next year, right? And it's got to be – in Kirk Cousins' contract is up. You've got to start preparing a little bit for the future here. And TJ Hawkinson's contract is up after this year.
0: I think possibly um, you think, can we maximize the value we would get if we trade
1: him right now? But no. if I'm
0: a team – you don't think so
1: i i don't see i don't see many teams giving up a lot for a 28 year old running back
0: right but what i'm saying is a year from now they're not going to give up more
1: they're not going to give up anything right
0: yeah i mean dalvin yeah. yeah, cook could run for 1600 yards this year and i don't think teams are no, going to give up more no. they when no. it comes to running back teams look at age first production second mm-hmm. uh, when it gets when it gets to this stage um I think DeMarco Murray was a great example of that. I mean, DeMarco Murray led the NFL in rushing it, like, what, didn't he have 1,800 yards in 16 games? Yep. How much of a market did he have? I only remember the Jags and Eagles really being that interested
1: in him. nothing, basically.
0: Interesting, and he didn't have a good – incidentally, 2015, he was terrible for the Eagles.
1: We should also mention Dalvin Cook's yards per touch has gone down in five straight seasons, so I think you are starting to see – a little bit of a decline there. I kind of feel for him a little
0: bit because doesn't it seem like sometimes Minnesota would – he would be just destroying another team and they would just inexplicably – now I remember the – was it a Thursday night game against Pittsburgh where he just destroyed them, but then they wouldn't give him the ball. I, I, I it's, it's a weird thing, and he's also yeah. had a lot of soft tissue injuries mm-hmm. as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, f- over the last four years – I mean, he's been averaging like 22 touches a game, though. Like, that's still that's a lot, lot of work. workload. Yeah, yeah, you
0: bet. You bet.
1: Uh, other than that, not too much other big news. Obviously, we, we talked about the Daniel Jones contract. We talked about Geno. We talked about Lamar Jackson on last, uh, the last episode, so you can go listen to that. A lot of other just little news, like Cowboy Smith working on a contract extension with Tyron Smith. Uh, the Jags release Shaquille Griffin nothing super major
0: nothing super major but i think that some of these little news nuggets that uh you just went through apply to our team that we wanted to talk about so we rarely talk about one team on this podcast we kind of pride ourselves on always talking about a lot of different teams but
1: outside of the that Cowboys
0: <laughs> there's one team that's come up quite a bit uh with marcus and i just like when we talk on the phone and marcus said hey why don't we Why don't we just dive on them for 15, 20 minutes? The New York Jets are a fascinating team heading into not only this offseason as we get further into it, we're already in the offseason, but also the 2023 season. I'm going to kind of lay out what I think, Marcus, and you tell me if I'm missing anything here. You've got a strong, young nucleus, and normally when you say that, quarterbacks a part of it. But in this case, it's not. But it's st- they still have some core young players that are very, very good. Mm-hmm. They have a head coach who, granted, is a defensive-minded guy, but he was a highly sought-after uh, guy similar to D'Amico Ryan's in Robert Sala. Mm-hmm. They're a team who last year was in just about every single game. But because they had a gaping hole at quarterback, it was almost like if I were to say 21 on 21, the Jets could beat your team. The problem is that 22nd guy and that 22nd guy is the quarterback. And so with that as kind of the jumping off point, number one, what makes them a real contender this year? And number two, does Aaron
1: Rodgers fit into that equation? I think they were a contender last year, despite having awful quarterback play, right? They were six and two at one point in the season, and then the wheels just kind of fell off. Um, This is a team that has had, not only have they had poor quarterback play over the last three years, they have had literally the worst quarterback play in each of the last three seasons. They have finished dead last in pass rating among all teams three straight years in a row, they are dying to get an average quarterback. And if they can get something better than average, now we're talking because this defense is ready. I think the offense for the most part is ready. It's a little young, especially on the offensive Mm -hmm. line and at the playmakers, Mm -hmm. but I think they are ready to go. And that's why I think they are ready to explore a move to get Aaron Rodgers because they feel like with average quarterback play, They can beat the Bills because they already did last year. Like they literally beat the Bills last year with Zach Wilson playing a awful, awful game. And if you can get average quarterback play, it's just going to raise your floor by so much. No longer, you don't have to play an absolutely perfect game on defense to win now.
0: You look at some of their losses last year. I mean, on this very podcast, we talked about the Cleveland game you know where if it just takes a uh or excuse me they won the the New England game, game. Yep. but the uh, excuse me the New England game where they lost on the punt return to your favorite player in the NFL Marcus Sons. uh yeah <laughs> yeah uh that was a super close loss i thought the the really key loss for them was the game they played at minnesota they were 7 and 4 mm. they were outplaying them mike white uh made some great throws in that game. I really thought they should have won that game. They won that game. They would have been eight and four. Mm -hmm. And instead they dropped to seven and five. And unfortunately everything just kind of fell apart after that game. They ended up going seven and 10, but here's some pretty good numbers for you. The first three games of the year, they gave up 81 points from game four until game 17. They gave up 235 points over 14 games. That's Mm 16.7. That is absolutely lights out in this era, wouldn't you
1: say? 16 points a game on defense? Yeah, and remember, like you mentioned, some of that wasn't even on their defense, right? Zach Wilson had such a bad game against New England— that they were forced to punt from their own end zone basically and it turned into a touchdown for Marcus Jones, right? Right. So there's seven teams. points there that you gave yep. up that your defense didn't give up. Like they they were awesome. I think they were the number one defense in the league when drives had to start on the you know, your opponent's twenty five yard line or back. Right. Like they yeah, have an back. awesome offense, right. awesome defense. So yeah, I think this team
0: is ready. When you look at the Jets' offense last year, they had multiple games of three turnovers or more, which you can't do that. Do you know the offense, the Jets' offense last year, was 31st in red zone, which is bad, right? Mm-hmm. But they were 28th and third down, too. If you're 28th and th- on third down and you're 31st in the red zone, dude, you're going to lose. Honestly, you should probably go 3-14. and 14. I'm yep. not kidding. If, if you combine those two stats and you're awful at both of them, that means you're settling for field goals all the time and you're going to lose unless your defense is crazy good. The Jets defense last year was crazy good. Despite all of the trouble with the quarterback play and they had some bad games, um, early, early in the year, the Jets still finished in fourth, uh, excuse me, fourth and points allowed. Mm-hmm. That's including the bad games at the beginning of the year. Um, You shouldn't be finishing in the top five and points allowed when your quarterback play is that bad, because you're going to have pick sixes. You're going to have short fields. You're going to have low time of possession, so on and so forth. So putting that aside for a moment, I asked you about Aaron Rodgers. Let's kind of go into that for a second. Do you think he's the great elixir? Is he the RX for the Jets? Do they go from seven and 10 to 12 and five with Aaron Rodgers? No, I don't think so. I think it's more like 10 and seven at
1: best. Yeah. I, if you, I, I would have said nine and eight.
0: Yeah. We don't even know how much Aaron Rodgers wants to play. <laughs> There's the question of Aaron Rodgers' personality. And you might say, well, what difference does that make? Well, it's a little bit different playing in New York, man. It really is. And playing for a franchise, it's some people think a snake bit that people already have a negative attitude. Let's be honest, if something went wrong in Green Bay, all Aaron Rodgers had to do was be like, hey, relax. Hmm. And New York. And the Packers fans love it.
1: Right. And the thing is, I think that's different too is Green Bay fans and the media for a lot of it are very defensive, right? And they're gonna protect their guys. And they kind of live in a little bubble, right? It's this community. We're not gonna criticize our guys too much in New York. It's the complete opposite. You are fair game on everything and everything, right? And I'm not sure how much that's going to matter. Honestly, like maybe it matters, maybe it doesn't, but it's just something else that Rodgers is going to have to deal with that might take his attention a little bit off of football.
0: Do you think Aaron Rodgers is thick-skinned or thin-skinned? Thin. I do too. More often than not, uh, or at least part of the time. And that's okay. We all are. But but the point
1: I also think I I agree with you, I think he's thin skinned, but I also think he is very um, he remembers stuff that people say. Right. He wants to prove you wrong more than anything else in the world. Right. I think he can be kind of spiteful that way, which can be a good thing. Like when Mike McCarthy left him and Mike McCarthy did not have a good relationship at the end there. He wanted to show that he was he was the reason the Packers had the success and not McCarthy, and what did he do? He won back-to-back MVPs. Which is
0: great, which is great, but he's 39 years old, uh, soon to be 40, I believe, later this year. Am I wrong on that? Mm-hmm. hope you're right. I, um, it's one thing to play really motivated and ticked off when you're 31. I don't know that you can do that at 40. Some guys have done it, but not very many in NFL history, okay? Um, Here's the other thing. In Green Bay, the Packers are everything. They're everything. You alluded to that, right? They're mm-hmm. going to protect their guy. The Jets are second sister in their own area. Mm-hmm. They're second sister. And I would argue they're third in the
1: state. Am I wrong here? I mean, if you count the Jets as being in New York, then sure.
0: Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. The Jets haven't won a Super Bowl since January of 1969.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The Giants have won four Super Bowls since January of 1987. Mm-hmm. It's a big difference, mm-hmm. real big difference. And what I'm saying is the Jets have had such a run that the moment things go wrong, it seems to kind of be like if you flicked a domino and it knocked over a bunch of other dominoes, mm-hmm. you know? And. The quarterback doesn't say something right, then the wide receiver says something that makes you think things are really wrong in the locker room. I'm not being very, no. uh, in theory here, am I? No. This is no, this is exactly what happened last year. So, um, I don't know that I love Aaron Rodgers there. However, I love the idea of adding a quarterback. Now, mm. is that through the draft or is that getting someone else? You just mentioned Matt Stafford. Let's put that to the side. We just did a podcast uh, yesterday. If you guys didn't catch it, it was on um, Lamar Jackson's landing spots. Marcus did a really great job of kind of detailing eight spots that some he thought were pie in the sky. Some he thought were really good fits. Some he was just kind of wishful, like, please sign him. Yep. The Jets kind of fall into this weird category because of the eight teams that you mentioned, I thought the Jets were the only ones that had a young super viable nucleus of all eight. I'd love to see Lamar with the jets more so than Aaron Rodgers. If we're just using the two of them, who would you rather
1: see there? Man, these are tough. I think I'd rather see Rodgers there.
0: Okay. But I'm going to, the first thing I'm going to bring up is something that you brought up to me on the phone. So I'm going to use your own words against you. Sure. Who's the veteran. This is what Marcus asked me on the phone. Who's the veteran on the Jets who's going to tell Aaron Rodgers to stick it if he says something in the media or starts barking at young players? Who's the Chris Jones, the Fletcher Cox, the help me out here, Who the Jalen Ramsey? Or the you know. Terrell
1: Suggs, right, like are the Ravens, yeah. right?
0: Who's going to say, hey, shut up. I'm telling you this behind closed doors with no one around. It's just me and you. Shut up. That's not how we do stuff here. If you've got a problem, address these guys. Got no problem with that.
1: But don't be saying this. Don't be doing it on the field, and don't be doing it to the press. I mean, the Jets don't have one. And uh, we should. Uh, there's also a part of this trade that we should mention. It seems – hasn't been announced or anything, but it seems very likely that if a deal gets done between the Jets and the Packers, David Bakhtiari is going to be included in the trade going from Green Bay to the Jets. I actually don't like that at all for the Jets. Not that Bettiari is a bad player, or anything, because he's not.
0: No, he's been a really good player, man.
1: I just kind of don't know if I want Rodgers bringing his buddies over to New York either. I feel like it sets a bad precedent of, hey, it's me and David here. We've won a Super Bowl before. You guys need to just follow along, right?
0: Yeah, I I get it. Um, Rodgers has had that kind of pull. I don't know how he would deal with not having that kind of pull. And if I were the Jets, I wouldn't... I wouldn't give it to him, though. What is it about Lamar Jackson that you like worse than Aaron Rodgers for the Jets?
1: It's not that I like it worse. It's just I feel like with some of their weapons and the way that their team is built, that Rodgers would be a better fit. I think like Garrett Wilson is unbelievable. I kind of think he needs a quarterback that's going to throw him the ball accurately on time and in rhythm where Lamar is a little bit more freestyle, right? It, it th- doesn't mean that Lamar's worse. Cause in fact, he's been a better quarterback the last couple of years when he's played, the offense has been better and they've won a ton of games. So I would rather see Lamar on a different team. That's maybe more likely to build an offense around him where I think with Nathaniel Hackett already there, I don't trust Nathaniel Hackett to build a Lamar Jackson-friendly offense.
0: Can I de- can I devil's advocate you a little sure. bit? All right. Brees Hall averaged 5.8 yards per carry last year. You and Chad Ryder, as much as you're not into running backs, saying his praises, and you all thought he was a pretty good pick at the top mm-hmm. of the second round, which for you, dude, is saying something. Yep his explosiveness before he got hurt was unbelievable last year. And I think he got hurt early enough, not only in his career, because the research shows if you get hurt before you're 26, you've got a much better chance of bouncing back. I don't know how Brees Hall is, but I think he's 22. Yep. He also got hurt, I believe in game seven. That's a long time ago. You Mm -hmm. know, this isn't like Michael Gallup who got hurt really late in the year. It's a little different deal here. Um, How effective. Is Brees Hall going to be with Lamar Jackson? Also, if you got to play the run that hard to stop the Jets, how much is that going to help Garrett
1: Wilson in the passing game? Theoretically, it should help a lot. Like the Jets should be able to run the crap out of the football. At the same time, I don't trust Nathaniel Hackett to run a Lamar-friendly offense. Yeah, he's basically yeah. run one style of offense. And we saw last year with Russell Wilson, somebody who is a little bit different than what he's used to. I mean, that offense was one of the worst in the league. So, Fair point. I think if you put him with a more creative offensive coordinator, I could get behind it. But I think there is some familiarity there that makes me feel a little safer about Rodgers.
0: Well, and with Nathaniel Hackett there, it just feels like a done deal a little yeah. bit. It does. Unfortunately, I don't like it as much. But either way, um, Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson, pick your poison or pick your, uh, you know, fruit salad, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know. I was trying to think of something really delightful, and I came up with fruit salad. Pick your— genius. Pick your Teeny, that's way better than what you had, right? So yeah. Um, let me just throw out a wild card. We didn't talk about this on the phone, but since you mentioned Matt Stafford, would you kick the tires on Matt Stafford if Aaron Rodgers' agent said, hey, guys, I, I, Aaron's probably going to hang it up and make an announcement here in the next month. Um, would you kick the tires on Matt Stafford instead of Lamar Jackson? It's going to be less money. Uh, you talk about throwing and rhythm. Um, I think Matt Stafford still has a really strong arm. Um, you're not going to have the running element, uh, but.
1: This reminds me of when I went to the car dealership a couple of weeks ago. Oh boy. And we... they're like, Hey, there's this really awesome truck for $18,000 with basically no miles on it. It's yours if you want it. And at, at some point it's like, Oh, ah, you know what? That's almost too good of a deal to be true. I got to believe that the Rams are trying to offload Matt Stafford. They don't believe that he's going to be the same because of the elbow or the neck injury, right? Like you're, you're not giving away franchise quarterbacks who are 34 years old unless there's some serious issues there.
0: Not to mention, wasn't there a story that Matt Stafford's wife wanted him to retire?
1: I think so. Yep.
0: I may be misremembering that if I would have been, you know, smart and done research before this podcast. I, it's I just, know. it's just, I don't know. Those... Marcus
1: was going to mention the Matt Stafford. Story. Well, it's because it came out later today. It's just one of those things that's like, I would be very cautious there. Right.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's, that's totally fair. All right. So let's just go with Aaron Rodgers for a second, because that looks like what it's going to be. If Aaron Rodgers is the Jets quarterback, What's the approach to free agency?
1: What's the approach to the draft? So first and foremost, the Jets have to shed a ton of salary in order to to get Aaron Rodgers. I believe his cap hit this year for the new team signing him is $55 million. Gosh. And the Jets are currently over the cap. So got a lot of work to do. Now you can do it because got they're a lot not- of mo. Got yeah. a lot of mo. Got a lot of mo. you're not really paying anybody significant amounts down the road. So you can smooth things over a little bit. But before you even worry about that part of it in the rest of the offseason, I got to get some assurances from Aaron Rodgers. Like, hey, are you going to just play one year and bail? Or like, are you locked into playing three years for us? Because if it's three years, we can do some things with the cap to give us more talent. But if it's only going to be a year, we're not adding extra money to your contract, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I would want to
0: ask him too, like, Hey man, you know, we've got a lot of young players in the locker room. Are you going to be talking about Epstein's flight list? Cause
1: <laughs> I don't know that we want uh Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson well, being asked about. It. I mean, the other thing is, and I think green Bay had a real problem with this over the last couple of years is how much are you going to show up in the off season? Because that's, Green Bay basically allowed him to just show up to training camp and that's it. There was no participation from him in the offseason at all. Not coming to meetings, not doing OTAs, not doing mini camps. Like if you're going to be a member of the Jets and you're going to be learning this new system, we need you here every day to show that you're ready to compete and not just show up on your time. I, I, I would want that built into the contract like, hey, you've got to be here.
0: I think those are all fair points. Um, You know, Aaron Rodgers played in tough conditions in Green Bay. And sometimes in playing in New York, the conditions are not always totally conducive. It's an outdoor stadium that has weather elements. But as you pointed out, uh, and, you know, as much as people make about, oh, man, Green Bay has got such a home field advantage with the weather and stuff. They had it there and lost mm-hmm. both in the championship game against Tampa Bay, right after the 2020 season, and then the 2021 divisional round game against the 49ers. Aaron Rodgers didn't play well in those conditions. I don't know that I would say it's concerning, but eventually, Marcus, when we're talking about a player turning 40, we've we've discussed before that tom brady may have kind of ruined it for everybody could we maybe be underestimating the
1: as you like to call it the washed factor yeah i mean as you get older you just don't want to get hit as much and as from somebody who lives in a snowy part of the world it sucks to get hit when it's cold right like it, everything yeah. just hurts more and again you mentioned the age aaron rodgers is going to be 40 I think one of the smartest things that Tom Brady did is move from New England to Tampa, where he's mm-hmm. playing in warm weather, not only at home, you know, eight, nine games a season, but your road games are either in a dome or in nice weather in Carolina, right? If Aaron Rodgers does go to the jets, he's going to be playing nine games a season in New York, a game in Buffalo uh, I, I, yes, you're going to play one game in Miami every year. Fantastic. Yeah. But you're
0: going to play. I didn't help a- Tom Brady. I'll tell you what. If you look at Brady's record in Miami,
1: it was yeah, very I mean, good. Nah, you're going to be playing a lot of games where the temperature is under 50 degrees, and Rodgers already doesn't like to get hit. What's that going to look like when we get to December of 2024? That makes me really nervous. I His game against the Lions this year. That, that final game of the season was so concerning. He looks so old. I would have some serious concerns if I were the Jets.
0: I'll take that one step farther. Is it far, farther or further? further? Are you going to
1: mention Brett Favre? No. Oh, because Brett no. Favre didn't like getting hit in the cold as he got older yeah. as well.
0: I don't know. Uh, I could, I was two weeks ago. I was waiting. I could tell you right now, I wasn't thinking about blocks. <laughs> All right, Sorry. keep going. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City in January, bro. Very underrated how cold yeah. Kansas City can get. Yeah. Buffalo in January, do I really need to tell you? Okay. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh in January? Yeah, but you don't think Pittsburgh is going to do diddly squad anyway. I was going to go Cincinnati. Cincinnati in January is the site of maybe, if you consider the wind chill, I believe the coldest game on record uh yes. it's between that and the Ice Bowl. The 1981 Freezer Bowl. Have you ever seen the footage mm-hmm. of that? It's crazy. Baltimore's um, not super pleasant in January. No, I actually think that that's easier to play in the NFC. Oh,
1: know?
0: yeah. Because like especially playing, that division, right? Yeah, if you're playing at San Francisco, it's more going to be wet or it'll be cold but not cold cold cold. Right. Bears aren't doing anything this year. You play at Minnesota, you're in a dome. Uh, you play at Dallas, you're at Jerry World. You know, mm-hmm. I guess at Philadelphia, you know, but it's way worse if you're in the AFC. And not you only play that, any of the
1: South teams, you're fine, right?
0: Yeah. So, um, by the way, I, I really stunk up my Brett Favre impersonation. I, I usually do much better job than that. I'm, my voice is a little bit shot. I could do a good Neil Diamond right now, but um, yeah, man. I, I so okay. But if we put a put aside the negatives. Let's accentuate the positive real quick. Better uh, relationship with the receivers just in performance, you would Mm -hmm. think. Um, I think if the passing game gets going, although he doesn't do the same thing for the running game, it could open things up for Brees Hall if they're playing against nickel all the time. Mm -hmm. And also some leadership on the field from that. And by leadership, I'm talking about pre-snap. How much does Zach Wilson do for that team pre-snap? So I think there could be some really good things here plus the working relationship with Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson and and Nathaniel Hackett had never
1: worked together before. On top of that, Rodgers might only need to score like 21 points a game to win these games. Right. He's, he's not going to have to do a lot. And I think one of the things that we know about Aaron Rodgers outside of the 2022 season, a little bit, I mean, he spiked a little bit in interceptions is he doesn't turn the ball over. Like historically, does yes. not turn the he'll ball eat over it.
0: He'll
1: and, eat it. and I'm looking at from 2018 to 2021, he had 15 interceptions. He had 12 this year. I, I think you're going to see him play a very – this is weird to say, but a conservative style of offense, but having him take chances down the field to like Garrett Wilson and that kind of stuff, right? You're just mm-hmm. not going to see him forcing a lot of passes because he doesn't have to. And if he can just play smart – and play within himself, that Jets team is going to be really good.
0: So I'll tell you, uh, just looking at the Jets' uh, schedule here, obviously their home opponents they are going to play Buffalo. They're going to play Miami. They're going to play New England because they're in the AFC East. But if we look at some of their other home games, they're going to have to play Kansas City at home. They're going to have to play the Chargers at home. They're going to have to play Philadelphia. Uh, now, granted, the good news is these are tough games, right? But these are all in New York. Believe it or not, I could see Kansas City uh, losing in New York. They play Washington Commanders at home. That's going to probably not be that hard of a game. They play Houston. They play Atlanta. Those should be winnable games. Uh, The Jets away opponents, of course, the Bills, the Dolphins, the Patriots. Again, your typical AFC East. Uh, Their away games are much easier than their home games. They play at Denver. They play at Las Vegas. They do play at Dallas. They play, and I'm putting air quotes up here, at the Giants and they play at Cleveland. I okay. actually like the schedule for them because all their really challenging games once again are at home. Yeah. And you know, like if you look at the Chiefs for example, hey, we saw the Chiefs go into Indianapolis and lose, you know. So, if you've got your really tough games at home, um the only other thing that I would really worry about is that I do think the AFC East is just pretty strong.
1: Yeah. All right, so let's let's do a, a scenario really quickly. Um, okay, give me the odds, basically the percentages. What do you think the percent chance is that Aaron Rodgers is somewhere between the fifth and twelfth best quarterback in the league this year? Eighty percent. I think if he if he ends up somewhere in that range, the Jets win ten to eleven games. Mm-hmm. Let's do a different scenario. What if he's a top two or three quarterback this year and he plays oh, at that MVP level? What are the Jets?
0: Maybe fourteen and three is a little strong. Thirteen and four? Because because their their home schedule is tough, but they win bare minimum twelve games. Bare minimum. And I think thirteen. I, I think thirteen and four. I think you had it.
1: And that's the appeal, right? Like if yeah. we get this quarterback that has the potential to get us to 13 wins and potentially be the number one seed in the conference, let's do it. Like I, I we know he's he's flawed and we know that he's going to be a pain in the butt to deal with, but if he can actually get us to be a relevant franchise with a home playoff game, what are we waiting for?
0: I think the advantage of their – schedule is that they were seven and 10. They're not going to have to play the same kind of schedule Buffalo is, you know, the disadvantage for the Jets' schedule is it's not an, I wouldn't call it an easy schedule. I mean, the NFC East was pretty stout last year when the worst team in the NFC East was eight, eight and one. That's not going to be easy, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, by and large though, I, I think we both feel this way, whether it's, Aaron Rodgers or Lamar, or if it's a healthy Matt Stafford, this team is ready to do it right now. They're ready to do it right now. I hope it's Lamar. I really do. I want to see a young quarterback in his prime with this young nucleus and go for it for the next couple of years. I don't know. And that's because the Jets' young players are still under uh, very affordable deals. I don't know that Aaron Rodgers... Or Matt Stafford, if we include him in this, I don't know that they're going to be really good in 2024. I don't even know if either one of those guys will play football yeah. in 2024. Lamar Jackson's going to be playing football. That's why yeah. I like this so much. Uh, you know, as we look at it globally, yeah. I guess, or
1: from a 500 foot view. Last thing for from me on the Jets: assuming this Aaron Rodgers trade gets done and they get David Battiari. What is the one move you'd like to see them make, whether it's in the draft or free agency? Is there a certain position you'd like to see them uh, address? Because just adding Aaron Rodgers isn't going to make them the Super Bowl favorites. But I do think if they do one or two other things well, they could maybe be, you know, one of the top two or three teams in the conference.
0: Yeah. You know, um, This is kind of hard to say because they had a really good pass rush last year.
1: 45 sacks is what's that? I said we're going to the same thoughts here. I like it. Yeah,
0: you know, they had but the problem is if you look at their pass rush, most of it only came from I don't want to say most of it. They have one big-time pass rusher and then they have a bunch of guys. Yeah. You know. Uh, their second best – Quentin Williams was their lead pass rusher mm-hmm. last year. I think he had uh, 12 and a half sacks. I was looking at their team sacks just a second ago. Carl Lawson was their second best pass rusher at seven. and he's Seven sacks – yep. Yeah, and seven sacks and seven – Right, because to make room for Aaron Rodgers potentially. Mm-hmm. Seven sacks in 17 games. I mean, it's nice. It's fine. But you need more than that. And you're trying to compete – against a Miami team that was really explosive. What does Miami do really well, Marcus, on offense? Big plays, right? Mm-hmm. Typically, typically, big plays take longer. Yeah, I get it. Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill can take a slant and go the distance, but if you actually look at a lot of their big plays last year, they were down the field, like the yep. Baltimore game. Yep. You can't do that if your quarterback doesn't have time. Okay? The other thing is, I understand Josh Allen's great out of the pocket. You still want to pressure Josh Allen, because mm. if you pressure him enough, he'll throw you one or two, won't he? Absolutely. Yeah, so that's what I'm looking at. What, what are you? What were you thinking?
1: I want a, a guy that doesn't have to play 900 snaps, but I can get him fairly cheap and get seven, eight sacks and a veteran guy that's been in a bunch of big games. I want Justin Houston, right? Justin Houston would be absolutely perfect for this team. He's a free agent. I don't know if Baltimore is going to bring him back, but he had nine and a half sacks last year. He doesn't need to play a ton, rotate him in because they use a ton of rotations. That is a guy that I think you could get at three and a half, four million. that I, it doesn't completely change the outlook of your team. But when you get into big games, you're going to, you know that he's going to be able to beat the guy in front of him.
0: Let me throw another name out at you uh, real quick. How about uh, Robert Quinn? Didn't do anything for Philadelphia last year. He may be done. He may be done. But do you really, do we know that for sure? I mean, the dude had like 18 sacks
1: two years yep. ago. He'd be one to be willing to gamble on, right? Just because he has the speed and you can turn him into a situational player. Okay, last one. I know this is totally
0: wild, and I think the answer would be no. But Aaron Rodgers signs with you. Aaron Rodgers played for the Packers, obviously. So I'm thinking Wisconsin here. See if you can see if you can guess where I'm going with this, Jim. You have all your ducks in a row. I can think of a really good player who finished the year really strong, who never won a Super Bowl ring in his career. It's the one thing he wasn't able to do. Do you lure him and say we'll play you on a pitch count? on a one-year deal to win a ring who am i thinking about
1: melvin gord no he won a ring this year never mind uh no tell come me on.
0: wisconsin Travis jj what oh do you just lob a cursory phone call and say sure no training uh, camp no training camp you don't have to come to camp uh I, just get I, get in shape
1: I like that one. I got a better one for you. Okay. Okay.
0: You I'm, clearly didn't like that at all. I, I said Melvin I, I, Gordon, bro.
1: <laughs> I, I want him to retire. So.
0: I do too. But I'm just saying like, is that not a pretty good offer? Say JJ, it you don't is. have to come to camp. You could win a ring, play with Aaron Rodgers. We could really use you to mentor some of our younger guys. And
1: uh, yeah, we'll I help like you with a lot one. of your charitable causes. I do like that one, but that's not going to happen. All right. Uh, fine. This guy's probably gonna cost like five million dollars, right? And you can make it work. But you know what's really nice to have in big games if you're gonna be playing in bad weather? How about a how about a good kicker, right? Robbie Gold is a free agent. And it mm. doesn't sound like the 49ers are gonna bring him back. Now, he doesn't have an awesome leg anymore. But like if you've been a,
0: great the postseason.
1: Yeah, it, I remember when he beat Green Bay and made uh you know uh, who he's been? He's like Dirk.
0: In yeah. the postseason when Dirk like would not miss a free throw
1: in the yeah. postseason,
0: he beat Broke Your Heart in twenty eleven. Yes.
1: Uh yeah. I mean how many different times has he beaten Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay on some great kicks? But Dirk? I don't no. know. I, I can't Robbie remember Gold time. Oh, oh, my bad. I'm just saying Greg Zerline had a fine season last year for the Jets, but I like the idea of when we get in these big games, Robbie Gold's not going to miss an extra point, right? Like he's going to be clutch. Kind of like it. How about a guy didn't
0: do very much last year, but a guy like Clayus Campbell, just bring, I just like the idea of bringing in a couple of veterans on the cheap. I like Justin Houston. Is there anybody I'm missing? Dominic Sue. I'm trying to think of any Melvin Ingram, Melvin Ingram. I just like that idea. They have a great young nucleus, but I think you could get one of these older guys on a cheap deal with the allure of look, Anything charitable you want to do, or if you want to be in the media, you're going to be in New York. Uh, you get a chance to play with Aaron Rodgers, and we're going for a ring. We already beat Buffalo. We already split with yeah. Buffalo last year. We're going to be better than them this year.
1: I'll, uh, I'll give you two linebackers. You tell me which one you like better, Bobby Wagner or Levante David. Oh. It'd be
0: easy to say Levante David because he's, uh, I think he's a, a year younger. And there's this kind of idea that Bobby Wagner has been on multiple teams last few years, but boy, I I mean, golly. Yeah. Bobby Wagner on that team. That's a guy that would rally the troops, uh, plays so hard. I'm not saying that Levante David doesn't play hard, but Oh gosh. Would Bobby Wagner sign for a very low deal to do that just to, to win another one. Maybe that's the thing with Levante David and Bobby Wagner. They both have rings Levante Davids is recent. Bobby Wagner's uh, is not.
1: Hmm. Now they already have CJ Mosley. They're paying him a lot of money, but I could also see them just being like, you know what? If we can get one of these guys at 9 million for one year and really shore up there are, you know, the middle of our defense, let's do it, man. Yeah, I'm kind of getting excited about this team. I want to see what they do. It, like I
0: said, it looks like it's going to be Aaron Rodgers, uh, but uh, we'll have to see. But either way, um, it's very rare that we spend a podcast deep diving on a random team. And uh, it's just kind of fun to look at what the Jets could do. And also, I'm tired of the Jets stinking. I don't know about you, but yeah. I'm, It's kind of like the Lions last year. You knew I was pulling for the Lions all year. It's because I was tired of them yeah. stinking up the joint.
1: Yeah, as a lifelong Buffalo Bills fan, I don't really want to see the Jets be successful, but I have to admit, for the NFL, it would be pretty cool.
0: Hey, wouldn't it be cool to see the Jets and Bills play in a playoff game in Buffalo? I'll be there. Yeah, you would. <laughs> and you'd be like, come on, can you fly out <laughs> I
1: watched Rodgers play in Buffalo last year. It was enjoyable.
0: Well, if I flew out and went with you, we could ride around in your new truck. We could uh, pick up Uncle Scott and talk about golf for two hours over a cinnamon roll that's as big as my computer. Uh,
1: yeah. 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 That's all I have. So
0: Uncle Scott, he shouldn't be eating that stuff anymore. That's all you got? All right. I think we'll call it here. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening as always, and uh, I'll tell you what, if you didn't listen to Lamar Jackson – podcast. It was actually pretty entertaining for us. I mean, normally we're boring. We'll admit it, but not, not, not last time. Uh, That was up yesterday. Marcus did a great job on that. If you want to listen to to more of his takes on non Lamar Jackson matters, check out locked on Cowboys. It's the top. Listen to Cowboys podcast out there. He does it with Landon McCool. Send Landon a, uh, a like, a follow, tell him hi, tell him it's from me. Also Marcus covers the Raiders for USA today.
1: And writes for PFF.
0: You got anything up on PFF right now?
1: Uh, Nope, not yet. Yeah, going to have some stuff coming out next week. So be on the lookout. You need to get it together. I'm um,
0: at Harrison NFL on Twitter. He's at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter. We totally appreciate you guys. Take care.